Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with EXP Realty in San Diego. And I am Brian Cochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So rather than us guessing about what you want to hear about, we just listen to you. And so if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to our email newsletter, our podcast, um, and our YouTube channel. You can join our referral network and our private Facebook group. And you can get dialed in with our video content creation course uh, called the Media Mayor Mastermind, where we will teach you everything we've learned about shooting thousands of videos over the last seven plus years and really shortcut your learning curve so you can integrate video into your business. Go to thewhistleway.com. If you enjoy the show today, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up button, let YouTube know you're enjoying it and hit the subscribe button and little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes. And if you have a question uh, to follow up, make sure to throw that in the comments as well. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. Um, those go a really long way to uh, help grow our audience. So it's greatly appreciated in advance. Yes. All right, Brian, what's the topic today? So today we're going to go over something that you went over in our weekly team meeting. So every week we get together as a team, talk about a subject. Um, this I really, really liked. We've talked, I mean, everyone knows at the end of the year, you send a CMA to your past uh, buyers, right? They, they have a house. Does now. everyone know that? Well, Okay. I don't think the majority of agents talk to their client at all after the transactions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not say everyone does this. You, I say everyone knows this, that uh, they should be doing this, okay. right? We've, tried, we've heard, if, if you haven't heard about it, let me explain it really quick. At the end of the year, you send a, a, a CMA to your, your past clients. Hey, you bought this year or six years ago, whatever. This is what your home is worth now. Just checking in, adding a little value. I think it's decent. Um, I think sometimes it comes across a little thirsty, but I think it's decent. Um, and as a homeowner, it's always kind of fun to see what your home is worth. So um, there's there's ways to do that that are that's kind of lazy, and there's ways to do that that's really good. What I heard you talk about that I wanted to share with those that are listening is you took that, and instead of saying, here, let me email you a PDF or let me mail you a packet, you said, how can I make this to where I can get belly to belly again with my with my past clients and how can I provide a ton of value and answer questions that one, that they probably have and two, that they've never thought about and, and see you as the, the valuable resource that you are. And so you took this one thing and turned it into four things. Yeah, for sure. So the premise of this is to think about our everyday life. I mean, once a year, at least once a year, you're taking your car in, right? You're getting a, a tune-up or you're getting an oil change or whatever. You're just getting a general checkup on your car. You're typically going to see the doctor once a year. You're going to see the dentist once a year. Or twice. You're, yeah, twice, three times, depending <laughs> on your situation. Hopefully at least once. Um, you're seeing your CPA every year, right? When you file taxes, you're usually meeting with your financial advisor um, at least once a year, right? We do a lot of these things once a year, but... What are we doing with our home? Like what arguably is the largest asset we own? What are we doing with that? Like are we just going on freaking Zillow? Like is that is that our the basis of our checkup? I don't know about you, but like I don't go on some website every year. I meet with my financial advisor every year, right? I'm looking at them as the expert to, you know, advise me on what I should be doing with my money. 
um, whether it's to, you know, invest smartly, mitigate taxes, whatever the case is, like I'm leaning on my advisor to advise me on what to do. Why the hell are we not applying the same principle to real estate? Um, I think it, it's crazy to not be connecting at least once a year with all of your past clients. I mean, this at a bare, this should be like the bare minimum for you. Is this once a year? Ideally, you're checking up with them at least quarterly. Um, and I know that's our cadence is to hit them once a quarter. Yeah, but you're um, not doing this home checkup. Each no, quarter. but this is at least uh, this is a very valuable one because the thing that we're big on when we are checking in with clients is to not just come across like, hey, it's Kyle, it's the realtor, it's a new quarter, what's new? Like, that's... Do you want to sell your house? No. Yeah. Do you know anyone that wants to buy or sell? Nope. nope. Next. <laughs> I'll talk to you next quarter. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just don't think that's the ideal way to go. So um, I think we all know that we should be connecting with the client at least once a year. But I wanted to make it where when we check in with that client, we're doing something to actually add some value. Um, and to do something similar to what a financial advisor does with you when you meet with them once a year. Um, and so you could play around with this. There's a lot of different names that you can give this thing. Um, the way that we've been running with it is a uh, home checkup. It's just an, an annual home checkup. Or you can annual home audit or a, an equity update. Or you could call it whatever yeah, they, you want. The team didn't like the word audit. They didn't like the word audit. They thought <laughs> that was a negative thing. So um, massage the, the name. I don't give a damn what you call it as long as you do it. So figure out what you want to call it. Um, I think the name that we've settled on is the annual home checkup. So you can just check up and see what's going on with your home. Right? It's, it's something that we should be doing. So uh, what we've done more so than just giving somebody a CMA, because if you're just giving them CMA, CMA you're doing what is expected of a realtor. right? Why does a realtor give you a CMA? Because they're trying to sell your house. right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's almost what's expected. And in all reality, like they can go on Zillow and Redfin and some of these other sites and get a, a rough idea of what their home is worth. Like, is it 100% accurate? No. But is it somewhat accurate? Yeah. Enough to, to satisfy their needs. If they're not thinking about selling, oh, cool, it's worth, it's worth more now. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to do more than just give them a home value. So uh, what we've come up with is effectively four squares. So right, ideally, you're going to sit down with your client and you're just going to draw a four square on it. Um, and <clears throat> you want to start out by just getting them up to speed on like what's going on with the market. Um, talk about prices, talk about interest rates, inventory, right? Like give them some scope of what's happening in the real estate space today. And then you're going to go into these four squares. And what you're going to do is you're going to put four pieces of information in. Um, one is going to be the market value. Just get it out of the way. They're expecting it. Hit them with it. Get it done. Um, so you want to give them the market value of their home, which for most people is going to be quite shocking. Um, I bought a home in June of last year, and I could now sell it for somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30% more. And it is February, right? Like that's, that's crazy. I don't think most people expected that when they bought a home last summer that they could now sell it for 25% more. Like that's pretty shocking. So this could be a very shock and awe moment, which is a really good thing for you as a realtor. Um, so we wanna give them a market update. You know how to figure that out. Um, next thing we wanna do is give them a, um, a mortgage update and let them know what do mortgage rates look like and what would it look like if they were to refinance their home. So. Maybe they find out what was their interest rate, how much do they owe, and see if there's a, a possibility it makes sense for them to just do a rate and term refinance, which means the rate today is lower than the rate they have, so they can just refinance it, and all it does is just lowers the rate um, and resets the term of the loan. 
and it just gets their payment lower. So that could be an option. Uh, maybe they want to pull some cash out because here's the deal is I look at every dollar I have of net worth as an employee and I look at things like equity in my home and my bank account is an unemployment line. Because if I have money sitting in equity or I have money sitting in the bank account, that's the unemployment line. And today the unemployment line is costing you, depending on who you listen to, somewhere in the neighborhood of one half to 1% per month because of inflation. So if you have $100,000 sitting in the bank, at the end of the year, that $100,000 now has the same buying power as roughly $90,000. Probably lost close to, right? Some people say it's it's like 12%. I think the stats they've put out is 7%. So let's just settle in the middle at 10. Um, like your money's losing like 10% over the course of a year just by letting it sit there. And a lot of people don't think about this, but their equity is the same as their bank account. It's just sitting there. It's not working for you. Like if you pull the equity out, it doesn't make a difference. The house, if the house goes up hundred grand in value, it doesn't matter how much equity you had in there. If you pulled equity out or you left your equity in, the value is going to go up hundred. It's going to go up hundred regardless. Yep. So I really want to try to educate people on the fact that maybe it makes sense to pull that money out, whether you want to pull it out and maybe pay down credit cards, right? That could make sense. If you have like 25% credit cards, like maybe you want to pay down some debts. Cool. Um, Maybe you want to invest that money, which goes to the next square below it, which is to educate people on some of the investment opportunities that are out there. Because if their money's sitting there losing 7 to 12% a year, or they could take that money and they could invest it, and maybe they can make 10% per year, maybe 20% per year. Holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. So if you're going to you know, educate somebody on the fact they might not want to let all this money sit in equity that they should pull that equity out and invest it well let's give them some investment options so some of the investment options we could give them is um, one of the things i'm big on right now is buying short-term rentals everywhere that i like to vacation might as well buy a freaking house there if i can afford it right maybe pull some equity out go buy a house in the area that you like to vacation and now you have a vacation house that you get to use and when you're not using it you could short-term rent it so now you're expanding your portfolio and we know that this is an appreciating market. So I might as well own as much real estate as I can in my portfolio. So as the value increases, my portfolio increases exponentially. Um, so whether somebody wants to buy short-term rentals, maybe they just want something more stable. They want to buy long-term rentals. Um, you know, on the short-term side, if you're smart, you could see returns of 10 to 15% on short-term rentals. Is that on, per year? Yeah. Wow. And they, and they call that a cap rate when you actually factor in your cash on cash return, which factors in your leverage and stuff, it can be even higher than that. Um, if you're buying long-term rentals. If you just lost you, you're not alone. Yeah, I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Google cash on cash return. <laughs> um, we're talking to realtors. They understand some of these terms. And if you don't, this means you just need to go educate yourself and learn about cap rates and cash on cash return. Because um, those are things that you should know as a realtor. Um, so when an investor reaches out to you, you can speak their language because speaking their language is how you earn their trust. So long-term rentals, short-term rentals, or if they just want very hands-off type stuff, I've been doing a lot of syndicated investments and syndicated investments is where some person goes and locks up a deal. Um, a buddy of mine, Justin locked up a deal in San Antonio. It's like a hundred and something units. <clears throat> so he locked the deal up. He raised funds from me and a bunch of other investors. I put a couple hundred thousand into that investment. 
I own a, you know, a small percentage of the overall investment. Um, now Justin takes, buys the property, takes all of that money. He rehabs the property. It makes, they call them CapEx or capital expenditures or improvements, rehab. I don't care what you want to call it. Fixes the property up, increases the rents. Um, and now I'm getting cash flow on all of that. I don't have to do anything. I don't have any involvement in property management, capital expenditures, the rehab. I don't have any involvement. I just collect checks. Um, and, and write you know, a big check up front. Yeah, I write a big check up front, but I'm getting a return, you know, mm-hmm. in the neighborhood of eight to ten percent on these things, um, without lifting a finger. So I could let it sit in the bank, and I'm getting a return of negative seven to twelve percent. Yeah. Or I invest it, and I'm getting positive eight to ten percent. Like, huh? I wonder what makes more sense. And then, obviously, they're improving the property. They'll ultimately sell the property. You'll get additional return on it to where when you average out the annual return you were getting plus the return at sale, a lot of times you're in the 20 to 25% range when you average it all out across you know the five to 10 years that they hold these properties. So the great thing is you lift no fingers, you do nothing. You send check, you get checks. You don't deal with toilets, tenants, trash, any of that stuff. So that could be an opportunity, right? If somebody wants to uh, pull some equity out of their home. So um, there's a few options, right? And then the fourth box is market rent. We gotta let them know we let them know market value, market uh, interest rate, and then market rent. So, um, you know, maybe somebody's like, holy shit, if my house is worth that much money, like maybe, you know, I, I do want to move. Um, you know, maybe I want to sell or, or maybe I want to rent. I'm not sure what I want to do. Well, let them know what it could rent for. Help them understand. So now <laughs> they could run... Um, you know, a a side-by-side comparison. If I sell it, here's what it looks like. If I rent it, here's what it looks like. And um, 99% of the time, it makes zero sense to hold the property and rent it. It makes sense to sell it, especially if it's your primary residence, sell it, take all your money tax-free, now go reinvest it. But um, maybe they want to hold on to the property for some reason. Um, So show them what it could rent for. So they could decide if it makes sense to rent the property out. Um, and so if you sit there and you give them, you know, market value, market interest rate, market rent, and then um, investment opportunities, now you're coming to the table and you become this massive resource for your clients that really didn't know any of this. And now what this does is this builds a lot of credibility, a lot of trust in you where you become this resource. It's like, holy shit, like this is really valuable to me. And then a few things are going to happen from that. Maybe one of those four options makes sense for them. Now you might have a buy, a sell, a refinance, you know, the variety of different things could happen from that. Um, but more than anything, you just provided value to them and maybe none of those options make sense and you finish that appointment up and you say, hey, well, Brian, it, um, hopefully you got a lot of value out of today. You know, did, did any of this stuff make sense? Yeah, I mean, this is really good information. I, I think, you know, we're definitely just, we're good where we're at. Okay, cool, Brian. I mean, who else do you know who would see value in, in getting one of these, you know, annual home checkups. And now you might get another person or two out of them. Which is so much, which is such a better question than who else do you know that's looking to buy or sell? Like, how can, it's in terms from how can your friends help me to how can I help your, your people? Which is, which is huge. Yep. So super, super easy way for you to one, get potential business from your clients, your past clients. And then two, opportunity for you to get referral business from your past clients All right, and so get... you could do this too right if you're trying to break into a farm like everybody else is just sending bullshit just just listed just sold postcards and nothing else like 
you come in and you offer something like this, maybe you do a sample one on a house in the neighborhood and show people like, oh, by the way, um, you know, here's, here's what's going on in the neighborhood and you just do a sample one of these and say, hey, would you be interested in getting a report like this on your home? Yeah, cool. Well, that's a really good way to break into a farm. Couple quick questions. Bring it. So, okay, we know how to do the market update, right? That one, <clears throat> I think we can figure that one out, the market value. How do we figure out the the interest rate? And are there any issues with that of saying, I know whenever we talk to lenders, they go, well, and then they tell you a number between one and 98. It's between one and 98%. I'm like, I don't, what's the fucking number, right? Is there any issues there and the, of us telling them what it is or and how do we find that number? Um, I'm big on using a data source. So the one I use is mortgagenewsdaily.com, mortgagenewsdaily.com. And then um, I just put that on there. But according to Mortgage News Daily, interest rates today are at whatever. Cool. And now that's your data source. Um, and then talking about this, I think very easily what you talked about mailing to the farm, connect with a lender. They can help pay for half of this. And literally, you're going to be sending refis their, their way anyway. Yep. So, of course, they're going to want to pay for this because if they say, yes, I want to refi, you as the agent don't make any money off that. But if you send it to your lender who paid for half of it, that's great. Cool. Yeah, because, um, I mean, two of the four options on here involve a lender, right? Yeah. Because the other options are like to buy another property. Yep. Um, so, yeah, there, you could easily do this as a co-branded piece and split the cost 50-50 and be fully RESPA compliant. Talk um, to your broker and confirm that. Oh. <laughs> I- insert Don't caveat blame here. Kyle. It's not Kyle's fault. <laughs> um, obviously, you talked about investment opportunities. Yeah. You're well-versed in this, especially in the last couple of years as you've been doing it a lot more yourself. Is there any... Like, if, if you're talking to me, right? I don't have a couple hundred grand that I can put in the syndicated property. How would someone... How would you kind of say, oh, you should invest? Like... So the good thing with these syndicated deals is you could invest with as little as 50000 down. Okay. Right? And so anybody I'm meeting with, if they've bought a home and it's been more than two months, they probably have 50000 equity right now. Yep. Um, so knowing that it's 50000 minimum, it's it's a much more viable opportunity based on the person. Now, again, if you're in a market where your average home price is like 110 maybe this is not as realistic for you. Yeah, $50,000 price point. <laughs> California where the median home is north of 800000 right now. So... Um, and values have gone up 25, 30% in the last 12 months. So for us, anybody, if it's been a year or more, they're sitting on, you know, a hundred plus thousand, potentially 200 plus thousand in equity at this point. Um, and so that's, I'm talking about Brian. Brian brought like, are you three years? Yeah. 2019, yeah. December, 2019. So you're actually just past two years. Yeah. Would you pay? 610. What do you think it would sell for today? 850? So, yeah, probably. It's crazy. I mean, we, we redid the whole backyard, which is great. So. It was it what it was really great. It was a uh, wood chips, which turned into a weed field. Nope, not that kind of weed. <laughs> it was just uh, you know weeds. Um, okay, so we've got that, and then market rent. How do you figure out how what the the house can rent for? Yeah, so there's a couple of websites, Rentometer or Rentometer, however you prefer to say it, uh, Rentometer.com, or Price My. I think it's Price My Rental on Zillow. So Zillow actually has an option to help you. And then third option would just be look at comps. Most MLSs have rental comp, like a rental section on them, which gets used more and more. Um, so you could just look at rental comps on the MLS, which arguably is your best data source because you will actually know what it rented for. 
um, just like what property gets listed and sold. When it oh, goes on nice. the MLS, you know what they listed the rent at and you know what it ultimately rented at. Yeah, don't do Craigslist because they'll be like, oh, Craigslist five bedroom, There's... three bath, $1,000, which is yeah. not what it would rent for. Craigslist is a tough source to use. And there's yeah. just so many ads on there and people use all the keywords. So and you're scam. trying to find like three bedroom houses and you keep finding like studio, you know, apartments and it's a pain in the ass. Or new speakers for sale. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> they gave me too many at the warehouse and my boss said I have to get rid of them. So I'm going to drive around this parking lot until I get rid of the speakers. Just circle around. Yeah. Cool. I think that's super valuable. I, I really like this. I want to do this. Uh, I want to figure out a way we can do this at scale. Yeah. Um, but I think this is super valuable. So again, an annual home checkup, four boxes, four squares, however, you, whatever you want to call it. Um, you're hitting market value, you're hitting market interest rate, you're hitting market rent, and you're hitting investment opportunities. And if you reach out to every person you know who owns a home and offer this to them, um, call it an annual home audit, annual home checkup, an equity update, um, you know, whatever you feel good about, because I think it's important you feel good about the verbiage on it. Those are just a few options for you. But if you go to every single person you know who owns a home or every person in your farm and offer this, I guarantee you, you will get listings. You will get referrals. You will get business from it. That's a 100% money back guarantee from yeah. Kaya Whistle. Yeah. So if you do this and don't get a listing, we will refund you the entire cost of this podcast listening experience. Yeah. Just free. Yeah. Kyle's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Anyways, that's what we got. Cool. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of that. If you did, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Let YouTube know that you enjoyed it. Also, hit the subscribe button and the little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes. And if you need some more clarification or have some questions, ideas, throw something down in the comments. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, hook us up with a review on there. Those really mean a lot to us and are greatly appreciated. Um, and if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can go to thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network, our email newsletter, and our private Facebook group where we share a lot of tips and tricks. And lastly, get dialed in with our video content creation course and learn everything that Brian and I have learned about shooting video over the last seven plus years, thousands of videos, millions of views, condensed into a nice tight little package that you can uh, enjoy at your leisure. Um, it's all a video course to get you up and running. So thewhistleway.com. And before we wrap, I want to share a little something with you we like to call the Whistle Widget of the Week. This is something we utilize in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. What do you got for us, Brian? I went to an open house the other day in my neighborhood. Um, down the street, they're selling a house. So I went by, and there's been a couple in my neighborhood that have been sold, and like most open houses, they were it was pretty rough. Right, I walk in, there's no music, it's literally not, hello, hello, it's one of those kind of experiences. And a lot of times when you go to an open house, and hopefully you're not hosting one like this, but when you go, they say, oh, here, look, take my MLS printout. And it, it's got confidential remarks printed out on there, or it's just got a really small, ugly picture, it's all black, it's just, it looks bad, right? So that's my widget. I'm just kidding. That's not my widget. Um, I went and I saw... So the open house, to be fair, it literally was like 402. The open house ended at 4. So she was cleaning up. Um, but I wanted to check it out. And so she, I went and saw her flyer. And she was using a, a software, a program, a service that we've used in the past. Um, and it actually has a good-looking flyer. It's called List Reports. And I don't know if you can sign up for this yourself or you need a lender to co-sign up. 
Yeah, I think their model is to get a lender partner to uh, sponsor you into it so they can make some money. Perfect. So, but they, it's called List Reports, and on the front it has, it's just a well-designed flyer. It's really easy to make. I think you just put in the MLS number or something on the back end. But it shows a couple photos of the house. It, sh- it tells the information about the house, how many bedrooms, bathrooms. And then on the back, it talks about the schools and the things to do. It was just a, a it's a nice flyer. It's really easy to use. Um, and they also have some really cool things on there where I think they make one every day, but we call them our little social shareables. And so little Instagram or Facebook posts that have a little graphic and some text that you can use with it just to kind of share on your, your social media feed of uh, something that looks nice and well done and you didn't have to do anything about it. So list reports is what my widget this week. And I really like them. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll stay in that same vein and uh, share something that I think is really valuable, whether you have it at open houses, you put it into your buyer consultations, uh, you put it up on social. Uh, we work with a company called Keeping Current Matters, uh, keepingcurrentmatters.com. Um, David Childers, Steve Harney, Bill Harney, those guys are awesome. Um, and they have some stuff that I think is really, really valuable right now that you need to be incorporating into your um, marketing with buyers is they have two things that I really love, right? We all know mortgage rates jumped substantially in the last 30 days. And we've got to be able to help buyers understand what this rate jump means to them. So they have uh, some really good infographics on their website. And the two that I that are my widget for the week, there's one that is the cost of waiting. And so what it does is it shows a buyer based on the projected increase in home values, how waiting is going to cost them more money. Um, so they have that option and it also uh, factors in rising mortgage rates. Um, so you can see what the payment difference is. And then they have an alternative version, I think it's called the buyer purchasing power. And it can just help a buyer understand like, hey, if you wanna spend this much money on your mortgage, here's where you're at today. But if rates jump, you know, here's how that's gonna lower your purchasing power. So I think it's really valuable. Instead of you telling them like, you gotta buy now, otherwise you're not gonna be able to buy anything, like use data. This is how I've built my business. I'm a data guy, I'm not the best sales guy. I'll never pretend to be the best sales guy, but I will come with more data than 99.9% of the other realtors out there. And data is how I've always won my business. I know my data, my numbers better than anybody. And when you can provide them numbers, as opposed to you trying to sell them and they're trying to make a big decision, you're, they don't feel sold. You're actually selling them, but now they don't feel sold because nobody wants to be, nobody wants to feel sold. They just want to feel guided. Mm-hmm. And so by just giving them the numbers and putting it in front of them, you're just guiding them through and helping them realize that it makes sense to buy now. But I don't have to tell them to buy now. I just put the data in front of them and it's a very obvious conclusion for them to come to. Cool. So that's what we got for you guys today. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of the show. Again, I'm Kyle Whistle with EXP Realty. I'll see you guys next week.